You've been warned. <laughs> Good morning. Welcome to Crime Talk BK. We're your hosts, Joanna Perpich and Megan Duffy. Good morning. Uh, how are you? How are we doing today? Uh, we have Trump impeachment. I'm okay. I need to point out that I did post on my Facebook page that there was going to be a 2.0. Um, <laughs> oh, back during the first one? Yeah, during the first one. Popped up. Or it, it popped up right when they were, would have been doing their opening statements. I watched the opening statements today, and it, they were basically just arguing about whether to have a trial, uh, mm-hmm. whether it was constitutional, if they could have a trial, uh, since he's not in office anymore. But let's be reminded that he was actually impeached. He was still the president of the United States. So... It is constitutional. Ten Republicans crossed the aisle to hold the trial, so that's something. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, there was a lot of arguments from the Republicans saying that uh, it lacks due process, which the president isn't going to get his chance to run for re-election in 2024 which could lack due process i'm like "Eh, well here's the thing about that you cite an insurrection you might you know like you might have to be held accountable for that shit yeah words have consequences people need to know that yeah even like what he did isn't covered under the first amendment it's not just sort of clear on that for sure Uh, so other than that i've been we're going to a long weekend this weekend. I'm planning on finally painting the kitchen cupboards. I've been wanting to do that for like eight months. And, what color? Huh? What color? Uh, this pretty gray that matches the granite countertops. Um, and I got custom knobs that match my skull knobs here in the library. Oh, cool. Yeah. They're kind of hard to see on video. Um, and then, of course, our poor listeners. I know. They're brass knobs with skulls. They're awesome. Skulls in them. Um, so I'm going to do that. It's just because it's just the, the cupboards are just like that cheap uh, white paint that absorbs all the grease and all the smoke and all the dirt. Yeah, we have some of those. And so I, every time I scrub them clean, I scrub some paint off. I mean, the magic eraser does its job. I just saw a few spots I'm sitting in the kitchen right now and I looked over at our white cabinets yeah and uh yep we have a couple little little guys yeah um so I thought I would do that this weekend otherwise I'm fine that's cool fine guess who just got approved to get her COVID vaccine Yay! Good for you, girl. I'm happy. Which means that uh, we, I, I at least can start <laughs> to go back into the studio. Yeah, I'm not coming back until I can at least get my first one. So, um, yeah, February fifteenth, people with chronic health conditions, uh, or at least many co- many chronic health conditions, uh, are able to get their vaccines. My doctor wrote a note. Good. Um, so, um, Monday morning, I'm going to wake up early so I can call a bunch of places and try to get a stupid appointment because I was calling around a few places today to see if I can make an appointment for Monday mm-hmm. and I just kept on getting kicked out of the system because I don't know, there's just not enough vaccines. And I think that they are purposefully trying to make a little bit of a lag between like opening it up. Mm-hmm. So they're like finishing up, still doing like some healthcare workers. Yeah. Like, oh right. <laughs> well, they also opened up restaurant workers too, yeah. which is a big deal because um, as of this Friday, we're opening up inside dining to twenty five percent too. So that could be a that could be a big rush for that too. Yeah. Uh, I'll but- probably get vaccinated in like July because I have no underlying conditions. I'm not a essential worker and the rate we're going i think that's the way it's it's just gonna yeah has your mom been able to get one no in fact 
last weekend, she was trying to make an appointment. She kept getting kicked out. She kept getting these messages. She had she had her first appointment canceled on her. She was so mad, and rightfully so, but uh, she was so mad she missed a Zoom baby shower. Oh. Because she was so in her own head over it. Mm-hmm. Um, Minnesota is working on it. It sounds like her clinic, her uh, her pulmonary clinic, her lung clinic, mm-hmm. is going to be getting rounds of vaccines because they, you know, having the condition that she has, it's a deep underlying condition. So I'm hoping that they will call her the minute, because her and her doctor and her have a very good rapport. So I'm hoping that will happen. But um, yeah, you know, shit's cray everywhere. Yeah, my parents were able to get one, but they had to drive to um, another county. They had to drive like an hour and a half to get one. Yeah. And uh, my dad just has like a pretty serious kidney disease. So he like really needs one. And then yeah. my like pre-diabetic and old. And NBD, right? Well, they're of the age though, right? Aren't they 65 and older? My mom is, but my dad isn't. Your dad's not 65? Mm-mm, he's 63. 62. But he's had those underlying, those intense underlying conditions. He should have been on the list a long time ago. No? That's not how Texas is operating? But Texas. Texas. Well, I also think that my parents were kind of waiting. They were holding out hope that they could get the shot at (laughs) HEB. And unfortunately, while HEB really has their shit together, there just weren't too many vaccines available. And uh, so, like, well, they also wanted my dad's doctor to recommend him for the vaccine. And so he, like, went in for an appointment and she, like, talked to him about it. He's like, okay, I guess I'll get one. They're weird. Like, this is the fastest they've ever gotten a shot before. I wouldn't say that they're anti-vaxxers, but they're definitely a little bit suspicious of, like, new medicine. I think that's true, though, because they're the generation that went through that polio debacle. That's true. But that was, I guess, my grandma being like, you're a kid. Well, I mean, my my uncle, my mom's brother got polio. um, And, you know, none of my family is anti-vaxxers. But when 250,000 people die because of a bad vaccine, that scares the shit out of you. Oh, I see. I didn't realize that the polio vaccine had caused problems. There was a bad batch and it killed like 250,000 people. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, because there's like all sorts of vaccines that came out or there's a couple of vaccines at least that came out when I was in like middle and high school. And my mom's just like, I don't know. And I'm like, oh, yay, no shots, yay. You know, and now as an adult, I'm like, mom, I wish you had given me this. I mean, look, if they had the HPV vaccine when I was a kid, I was like, that would have lined up for that, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, and then, of course, there's the whole uh, government experiment- experimenting on minority groups, particularly the black community, which... Uh, you totally understand why they don't, they're hesitant to get vaccines too. But um, no, I mean, I get that. Like, just like systematic distrust in the healthcare system. I'm just like, you know what, buddy, you make the best decision that you can for your family. But it's like my parents, I'm like, okay, like, come on. Look, I have a systematic distrust for the healthcare system too, but it's not about vaccines. It's just, it's about big pharma in general. And, and like pills, more yeah. or less, because it's not it's not in their it's not in their best interest to have the government um, pay for a vaccine and then it goes poorly. But mm-hmm. you know, but they'll certainly charge whatever they want to for meds, and then people die from it. They're like, oh well, you know, yeah, part and parcel to the course. Health insurance is wacky. Um, so I'm taking basically like a designer drug for my lupus. And uh, the treatment is like astronomical. And no insurance covers it because it's too new and whatever. Like a lot of these like specialty medicines insurance companies won't really cover. So what happens is the pharmaceutical company charges me full price. Then they give me 
a credit card to pay for it and then they pay off the credit card and i'm like this is so convoluted why do you do this yeah so they're giving it to me for free right (laughs) this like weird pseudo middleman thing and i i don't understand okay well a lot of mine comes from the fact that my dad was a hemophiliac and if you know the history of hemophilia um, and the AIDS crisis and how they intermingle, mm-hmm. that's that's how my my dad died because he got HIV AIDS from his factor eight that he needed to take to save his life every day. Yeah. And Big Pharma was like, well, if we kill a few people off, it's, you know, whatever. It's not that big of a deal. No. Yeah, I went through a class action suit and, you know, I went through all that. So that is where my hesitancy with Big Pharma comes from. That's very valid. Mm-hmm. That is and, like. If my, anybody wants to know that story, read the book and the band played on, and you'll know all about it. What's the book called? And the band played on. And the band played on. Mm-hmm. There was I, a movie. There's a there was a movie too with Lily Tomlin, and it was a good movie. Um, it's very emotional, but um, yeah. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. I'm sorry to hear that, Megan. Yeah. It's all right. Thank you. It was a long, long time ago. Long time ago. I'm old now, remember? Yeah, but still. I mean... <laughs> yeah, but that is where my hesitancy with the big pharma comes from. Yeah. They're evil. Healthcare should be affordable and good. Anyway. Um... <clears throat> How are you? Aside from <laughs> your vaccine. I'm okay. That was the highlight of my day. Honestly, Uh, I can't wait to see you in person. Like, I want to see you in person. I know. One of these days, we'll figure it out. Yeah, I've just been, like, a little bit... uh... I think I'm coming down with a cold. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I'm staying inside. Mm -hmm. It's, like, tickly throat, congested... I've had a few of those in the last year, and it turns out it's I just have like allergies, or I, you know, fell asleep with my mouth open, which is not a good sight. It could be our uh, we use a space heater, could be drying me out. Um, But my allergies are about to get a whole lot worse because Ashton found a kitten that he wants to adopt. Oh, kitten. And he came up to me today and he's like, I found this really cute white Siamese with little black paws, or no, it's gray with white paws i don't know something and blue eyes he's like so i want to email this lady and i'm like okay keep your cupboard full of um claritin give her that special food do all the things you need to do brush her brush her a lot yeah ash is going to be singularly responsible for this cat because i won't be able to i mean i can like kind of touch it the thing what? that really sets me off is actually urine, so I never have to clean the kitty litter. Well, that's a pretty sweet deal. Yeah. <laughs> but there's, they still, like, walk in the box, right? Yeah, but, I mean, it's better. Like, anytime I've had to shovel a litter box, I'm, like, wheezy. <laughs> like, I'm going <laughs> to sit outside for a while. <laughs> Because I'm a good person who occasionally does that when called oh, for. But... Look, I'm on the do- I'm on the hunt for a puppy, so oh, yes. to add add to my menagerie. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that sounds wonderful. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, so let me see. For crime, I just do like some local stuff. I have subway slashings, which has given me the fear. Yeah. And then um, sexual harassment within the NYPD, um, partiers who don't care about COVID, and a really badass Dunkin' Donuts employee. That was out here. Yeah? Yeah. That was out right. It was like six blocks from my house. Um, I have an update from a case we covered last summer. Actually... Probably summer of 2019, because it feels like last summer, but it wasn't. 
And then I have a fairly lengthy story on um, the Bronx Parent Housing Network. Oh, okay. It ain't great. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't do a lot after that because this one's pretty long. But um, yeah. so why don't you start with a with a piece? Okay. So uh, we're just going to get jump right into why we've returned to the battle days, <laughs> as the New York Post likes to call it. Oh God. Uh, so we have had five subway attacks this week, specifically slashings. Uh, so I'm going to go through the list. I'm surprised but, that, yeah, I'm surprised there are that many because not, I mean, the, the subway isn't like it for people who don't live in New York, the subway is like 15% full. I'm not sure if you've taken the subway recently. No, I haven't left my, I, every time I leave the neighborhood, it's in a car. So Ash and I, um, this is bad, but we went to, um, the Met on Saturday. That's not bad. Sanity. I don't know. It feels a little bit like we shouldn't be doing that. Anyway, so the Met's they actually- need They need the support or they're going to sell off their artwork. I support oh. the decision. I would have definitely paid a lot more for the tickets if I knew that. Please. Um, anyway, so we went to the Met. We took the subway. And, um, I mean, we had a stand on the way back. And it was on a Saturday at, like, 3. And um, the thing that I noticed is that the people who are taking the subway now are the people who have no choice but to take the subway. Because anyone who has the means to not is either staying home or is, like, taking cabs. I mean, there's a few people who are like Ash and I who are like, oh, the subway's fun. We haven't done this in a while. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, like, it's like people who are like living rough. You know, yeah. uh, we saw like a couple homeless people who weren't wearing masks who were like asking for money and whatnot. We saw some subway performers who weren't wearing masks. Showtimers? Like, Buddy, yeah. Showtimers weren't wearing the masks? No. Come on, I dude. mean, they were, but they like pulled them down so they could breathe and they were like, Puffing and puffing, and Mm-mm. I was so mad. And then everyone's like, "Oh yay, here's money!" And I made like a like really like scathing comment. And then the woman next to me glared at me, and then gave them more money. And I'm just like, "This is why COVID is a thing right now." Yeah. Like, ah, don't do that. Do the Showtime thing. I totally agree. I do it. I like. I love it when they're there. But wear the mask. Because you're huffing and you're puffing and you're you're working that pole like a, a $20 stripper. Like, wear the mask. Or, like, maybe try to do something, like, outside at a park. I mean, you don't have, like, the pole, but there's still, like, really cool, like, tricks and acrobatics that you can do. You know, but I was, like, outraged. Um... So I can definitely see where the subway is feeling like a little bit more dangerous these days. Um, There's also like less workers around, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, But anyway, uh, so at 10.30 a.m. this Sunday, um, a 33-year-old man's um, hands were slashed um, because he's like walking with his friend. And this is um, at... Stephen Boulevard and Archer Avenue in Queens. Mm-hmm. I'm not familiar with that subway stop. Uh, but he's walking his female friend to the train. And when they're waiting for the subway, this, like, stranger is, like, catcalling her, you know? Really? So the guy steps in. He's like, you need to knock that off. Like, don't talk to her like that. And then it kind of escalates, and the cat caller, like, pulls out a knife, and he um, cuts the hands of the guy who's just being, like, back off. Yeah. So, fortunately, he wasn't very hurt, you know? Like, he went to the hospital, and they're just like, you're fine. I'm sure they gave him, like, a tetanus shot or something. I think that's out by going towards JFK. Okay. If I recall my A-train correctly. And then um, 
On Sunday as well, a 28-year-old man was punched and slashed in the face mm. at around 7. And this one kind of freaks out because that was the D train at um, West 4th. Mm. Yeah, I like take that. That's in Soho. Yeah. And um, Westville is I don't Soho. really have that much information on it, but I mean... It, any like wounds to the face is going to be like a lot more serious. And then Saturday, a 30 year old um, passenger was stabbed in the face on the J train. Cause you just go stop, which I sometimes walk to if the M is too slow. So I'm not excited about that one. Mm. I don't know that line. Um, it's just, um, it runs through, like, the divide between, like, North and South Brooklyn, but it's the express to go into, like, the Lower East Side. Yeah, I know where it ends, because I used to live at the Delancey stop, Mm -hmm. but, um, I only would ever take it to Broad Street. I would never took it the other direction. Yeah, fair enough. Mm -hmm. It's in Bushwick. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, and then... Um, 10.50 p.m., I think also on Saturday, a 22-year-old man was also slashed in the face by another passenger who asked him to turn down his music on the 6th train. So that implies that he was carrying a boombox of sorts, some sort of... Yeah, so you have, like, some young guy with his boombox and then some other person who just decides to pull out a knife. Um, listening to music, obnoxious, shouldn't be stabbed. <laughs> you might want to, but you know, like don't yeah. stab people in public transit. It's bad business. I, yeah. <laughs> I've only seen old ladies bitch about that in the old times when we were going to work every day. Um, most people, most people, the only people that in regular times, the only people I've ever seen bitch to other people about is like those those uh, sermonators that get on the preachy sermonators about the end is nigh and you're mm-hmm. a sinner and whatever and they pace up and down the car yeah and it's like nine o'clock in the morning and all we're trying to They're do kind is of annoying go to work and read a book <laughs> yeah there so. is one guy who um was doing like the the balls in the cup and they're like moving them around asking you to guess which cup has the ball under it he's playing it's like it's called like three card monty it's the same thing right like yeah and um he's like twenty dollars twenty dollars who wants to uh bet twenty dollars on guessing the right thing and i'll bet against you great odds great odds and he has like an accomplice who'll get it right the first time so then you're like upping the odds and finally there's this guy who's like yeah i have a hundred dollars and the entire car was like, do not give this guy your money. What like, the fuck? Like, what are you doing? You know? Did you just move to New York from Podunk, Indiana? Like, you never have, play three-card Monty with anybody. Like, I no. have no idea. Um, this guy's like, no, 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 it's fine, it's fine. And he was, like, kind of trying to show off. And, of course, he shows everyone his wallet, and he has a wad of cash. Oh, and my I'm God. I'm like, this is so bad. <laughs> probably got robbed on the way out like come on well as soon as like people start yelling people are trying like push the scammers off the subway and then he is pushed off the train and then two other people standing at the other doors immediately jump off after him because they're all in it together yeah of course but it's like what do you i mean like this guy the hundred dollar guy it's like you're it's like what are you pinocchio like come on stop you're also encouraging them to do it more. But anyway. I, um, have, a, I have a bridge for sale, sir. Give me a call. Uh, anyway, so. Um, yeah, so this guy uh, gets slashed in the face. And then the last person was also slashed in the face. I don't know what it is about, like, the face. Your body is usually, like, quite big. Um, but a 61-year-old man was attacked at the First Avenue L station. So, oh, the yeah. station that people take. Yeah. That's right. Uh, That's right. On so, um, my subway safety PSA is 
Um, most crimes happen at the beginning or, or the end of the station because it's easier for the um, other person to escape either into the tunnel or, you know, like up the exit. So stand in the middle. Um, I also like standing um, perpendicular to the tracks instead of parallel. So if somebody pushes me, it's easier to catch your balance. Agreed. And stay, don't stand on the edge of the platform. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's like, there's a lot of really decent New Yorkers out there, but there are also some folks who need some help. Yeah, that's unfortunate. I mean, when this, all, when this is all said and done, and the 8 million New Yorkers are back on the subway, they'll, de they'll, they'll demand that the MTA and the NYPD handle it. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, what you got? Okay, I'm going to give you my update. So, do you remember Angelina Barini? You remember her? Yeah. She, a little okay. TLDR. She is a little. Remember, okay, so that, remember that Cipriani chef that went missing back in the summer of 2019 that we talked about? Okay, so this is an update on that case. So, um, so, Angelina Barini was the sex worker that lured um, the Cipriani chef, Andrea Zamperoni, to that sort of shady motel in Elmhurst and then drugged him, killed him, dismembered him, stole his shit. Um, and and because they're not rocket science, you know, master criminals, they got caught. Uh, so yesterday, uh, her ex-boyfriend was indicted in the same case. His name is Leslie Luscano. He's 44. Um, he conspired to uh, lure the chef there spike his drink, and rob him. Uh, Lascano tells agents from Homeland Security that, you know, the uh, liquid um, GBL was Barini's sort of calling card and that they'd done this many times before um, without uh, incident, meaning, like, no one got, no one died. Um... So, to to refresh people's memories, the cops found uh, Zamperoni in a barrel, trash can, trash can, I'm sorry, trash can from the alley in her room. They knocked on her door. She was like, hey, and she thought she clear. she apparently now we know she thought it was her ex-boyfriend, Lascano, who had gone out with some of the victims' cash and other credit cards to a CVS to buy hair dye and some moisturizer and other things. And the cops found her in the room with the body in the trash can. And she had gone out into the alley and dragged, remember that? She dragged the trash can into the hotel. Yeah. Yeah. It's coming back. It's all coming back. Um, so he was arrested on Monday. This report came out um, this morning. So video surveillance captured Lascano leaving a leave a white plastic bag with his purchases from said drugstore. I'm sorry, it wasn't Rite Aid, not a CVS. Just making clear of that on the bench outside of the motel at 6:30 in the morning, and he told Barini he had. Uh, Zamperoni's credit cards inside a pack of cigarettes. Uh, she goes out to retrieve the bag. And then there's a whole slew of text messages that go back and forth between them. And they're both so fucked up because I can't even read half these text messages because of the spelling. I got business opportunity. Opportunity is spelled O P R A T U N A D Y. Um, that worked. One. 
I cute to the chase, then I'm willing to pay for your services. It's it's very yeah. Um, so um, Lascano tells Barini he had uh, taken credit cards, and then um, that's when Barini is seen going out into the alley. She's um, answers the door, quickly shuts it. A few minutes later, opens the doors again. Really, she's like she was lighting incense, right, and spraying air freshener so they wouldn't. Because she'd been living with the body for a couple of days. Because he'd been missing for a couple of days. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the cops noticed the garbage can with the bed linens. And there was a foot sticking out. So you know I've, it's a grown-ass man. She hadn't fully been dismembered yet. But mm-hmm. uh, he's in this. Like they shoved him in this trash can. They had tools to dismember him. But they hadn't gotten around to it yet. Mm-hmm. They found they found um, GBL and uh, glass pipes and all kinds of shit in her room. Um, his indictment uh, was just sealed this morning or this afternoon. I didn't get to read it. She has a status conference set this month for the 24th. The docket indicates that her indictment said were distri- distribution of fentanyl causing the death of John Doe 1. Does John Doe 2 narcotics sale and distribution of, if you remember, she was tied to a round of suspicious narcotics deaths in that same, in and around that same area, two in that same hotel. They think that she is part of an operation that has been killing, luring and killing not even rich people, just dudes. That's interesting. Yeah. but interesting yeah so they just tied there's gonna be a lot more about this they just tied um this lascano dude to it with the clearly she gave him up right like Mm -hmm. there's no there's no way they would have known about him without the text messages and all that other shit so she gave him up she's got a um a conference held on the 24th. I suspect she's pleading out because she's giving up the bigger fish. Um, keep an eye on it, though, because that poor guy. Do you remember that case at all? Yeah. Yeah, he was a he was a Cipriani chef. He went missing. He never missed a day at his job. Mm-hmm. And he went to meet her at that hotel and... Uh, he'd been missing for days and it's really surprising um, how quickly they found him also Homeland Security had been doing their own investigation into sex trafficking drugging incidents because it's up by LaGuardia Airport so uh, there was a, there was a whole series of things going on around there mm-hmm. so it's not that the hotel was already on their radar at the time yeah I was going to say, I definitely remember the trash can with the guy. And then I don't know what, but when you said like, oh, and they ran out to get hair dye. I'm like, oh, yes, that one, that case. And moisturizer. Yeah. It's like weird. It's so bizarre, like, listening to how murderers act after, like, the 24 hours after the murder. Yeah. It's like they almost go into this like weird like fugue state, and they just make the weirdest decisions. You're okay. Couple things. Don't smoke your own supply of GBL. Mm-hmm. Number one. And and fentanyl because it's it's also fentanyl is, but also two. You're gonna need to make clearer decisions. After you've done some bullshit like that. And don't live in the room with the dead body for three days. That's my PSA. If you're going to kill someone, don't do these things. Don't do these things. I'm not going to give you other tips. You can find that out somewhere else. But, like, come on. So, Megan, who have you think thought about killing? Don't answer that. Oh, God, the list is long. Not distinguished. <laughs> Haven't done it. Because I like my own freedom. Thank you very much. And honestly, I'm not I'm not a violent person. I couldn't I don't think I could even 
Yeah. I don't think, like, if someone was coming after me and defending myself, that's one thing. But just assaulting someone for the pure enjoyment out of it, I don't, I I can't even think about doing that. I have a hard time killing bugs. (laughs) Um, look. The insect animal world are far kinder than most human beings on the planet. So, yeah. But you make I'm... me creeped out. No, that's that's why you get cats. I have three. I don't have bugs. Really? I don't have bugs. I don't have mice. Usually, and when we do get, like, the summertime when the windows are open, sometimes, like, ha- houseflies will fly in or whatever. One time I had, like, this big-ass hornet. Hmm. that flew in and all three cats were on the same windowsill and that never happens like they don't love each other that much right so i go into the bathroom and there's this huge hornet like hovering at the top of the window apparently the the window had fallen like without the screen had fallen open about a half yeah. an inch and it gotten in i was like if my cat gets that <sighs> she could die yeah, so I had to kill it violently, violently kill it because I'm not going to touch that shit with a 10 foot pole either. So it was like the broom and the vacuum, like armed with two, like the, the, the vacuum in one hand. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sounds like a Bugs Bunny cartoon. <laughs> it was, it was a little, it was a little bit, yeah. It was also this summer, so. Uh, <coughs> Excuse me, why? <coughs> so all wrong. Yeah. Uh, can I tell you about the Dunkin' Donuts person? Please do. Although I got it on my Citizen app, but I want more. I want more deets. Um, just the idea of you being like a badass trying to suck up a hornet reminded me of this. Person. <laughs> <coughs> all right, so. Um, I strongly recommend everybody read the New York Post article about this because they have some good puns as oh, they yes. uh, are to have, especially with some of their funnier crimes. The first sentence, a would-be robber in a pink sweatshirt pulled a knife on a worker at Brooklyn's Dunkin' Donuts on Saturday and demanded dough. Oh, God. <laughs> All right, so the employee asked for their name not to be released, so, you know, they're anonymous. Uh, They're just, you know, working their shift. It's 10.30 a.m., and this guy walks in and asks for free coffee. And the worker's like, sorry, bud, got to pay for that. That's not how it works. uh, So the criminal, the attacker, whips out a knife and says, give me everything in the cash register. So the employee (laughs) told the post that they turned around, went to the kitchen, and got a bigger knife. Go fuck with Brooklyn. We've got Sheepshead Bay out here. Hell no. I just love that. They're just kind of like, just give me a moment. (laughs) One second. One One second. One second. One second. You fuck with people out here. Don't so do it. The employee's younger sister was also working at the store or was like at the store or something while this was happening. And so she calls 911. And so, of course, you know, the robber, when faced with potential police arrival and a very irritated employee wielding a knife, decided to scram. Um, so the suspect is described as 35 years old, five foot six, around 180 pounds, and is wearing a pink sweatshirt. Mm. So if any of your friends are uh, bragging about trying to rob a Dunkin' Donuts, I think he got caught already. Oh, really? Yeah, I think he got caught farther down on, uh, in Sheepshead Bay, down on like the actual bay part of it. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. My, you know, it's my citizen app. Like, so like. I will not read the Crime Stoppers number. <laughs> <laughs> if, are you follow the Reddit um, thread Instant Karma? No, what is that? Oh, it's pretty good. It's basically like, so for example, there is like this robber 
who um like walked into like a gas station which uh-huh. gas stations are terrible places to rob because they have so much security <laughs> yeah like why would you do that but anyway so this robber goes into a gas station and says give me all your money right and so the guy goes okay i am going to walk outside i have the key before i walk outside i will throw it at you and then you can open the cash register so then they walk outside and lock the robber in the store so i'm saying most criminals not that bright not really that bright all they had to do was press the panic button and then when the store opens like that's what happens is the door gets locked you know or whatever and uh so it's instant karma because this guy like goes to rob a store and then he gets locked in and of course the police come and arrest him oh no so i'm following pretty, like if you're really into like true crime there's some pretty good ones on the subreddit i'm gonna add that to my reddit i don't i don't look at reddit a lot um, but I will add that to my Reddit. That's where I get all my news. I just read headlines and comments. <laughs> I did join the um, Robin Hood subreddit. Oh, but, yeah. Are yeah, you in the stock market trying to save GameStop? No, I was. I, I've been on Robin Hood for a while. I don't have a GameStop. I was not going to buy GameStop. I don't, you know, just playing the penny stocks. And, you know, you make 50 bucks here, you sell it off, you wait for it to dive again, you buy it again, you make another 50 bucks, sell it off again. I'm not into buying something for $2 with the Reddit team and then waiting for it to make $30,000. That's not, that's not how this works. You're not a day trader? I'm not a day trader. I find it fun and interesting and, um, uh, you know, I've made a couple extra hundred bucks on it. And so that's why I like see what's going on with them. like I'm not gonna do that. I don't wanna I don't wanna do any of that shit. Like that's not why I'm there. I'm there to you know have a little fun with I have a four oh one K. Like they can do mm-hmm. the pro that's the pro shit. I'm having a look I put two hundred bucks into my Robin Hood account. I'm just playing around. Just playing around. I wanna see and I wanna see how the 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 um Mainly I joined it because I wanted to see how the cannabis industry is doing. Because a lot of them have gone public. And they're all doing quite well. That's good. Just so you know. Mm-hmm. Turns out I inherited some Apple stocks. Look at you. Which my broker immediately sold. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, are you sure? And she's like, nah. And I'm like, okay. Well, when did you inherit them? Um, Like six months ago. But it didn't, like, it was, like, my grandma's from, like, the 90s. Yeah. Okay. So, they were worth a lot more than what she paid for them. But still, yeah. that, not to you. Yeah. I was, like, we can sit on this, can't we? And she's just, like, I don't like Apple. I'm, like, okay. Okay. <laughs> but... Okay, anyway. This is not a stock tip show. Um, <laughs> anyway. Yeah. I know. I know. It's interesting. So, I'm going to get into this story about his name is victor rivera uh this is all from the new york times they put out an article today and they put out an article yesterday about this guy it's a full expose they've been reporting on him for since 2018 but it just got real ugly and i'm going to share it with you now um so the times the New York Times interviewed more than 50 current and former employees and more than a dozen women who lived in shelters run by Bronx Parent Housing Network and examined hundreds of pages of contracts, confidential settlement agreements, lawsuits, tax records, and internal financial documents. Uh, Victor Rivera is the head of one of the largest operators of homeless shelters in New York City. He was fired on Monday as Bronx prosecutors opened a criminal investigation into allegations of a long pattern of sexual abuse and financial misconduct that had gone largely unchecked by his organization and the city of New York. Mm-hmm. So Victor Rivera helped, uh, he helped found the Bronx Parent Housing Network over two decades ago with people from his church. 
um, and um, this investigation found that 10 women, including homeless women staying in his organization's shelters had a, and his employees had accused him of sexual assault and harassment. Two of these women said Mr. Rivera had coerced them into performing oral sex. And the report also says that he used Bronx Parent Housing Network as basically a slush fund for himself and his family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, blah, blah, blah. He has vehemently denied any wrongdoing. I'm just going to put I'm going to put all the caveats up in the front because I don't really care to address them. Bronx Parent Housing Network said they has. They had fired him and condemned what he, his actions as abhorrent and abusive. And the city has already directed the nonprofit to hire a lawyer to review Mr. Rivera's actions and that the city supported the women who have come forward. Yeah. Yeah. Prosecutors are investigating the allegations, um, but did not specify if they would examine the accusations of sexual abuse or financial proprieties. Um, so okay, let's get into the treatment of women. Mr. Rivera's treatment of women has been widely discussed in the organization in recent years. One employee, uh, forced her to give him oral sex in 2016 and then fired her according to police records. And, um, for a time, another employee Oh, no, she, I'm sorry, same employee. Uh, I'm not going to give her name because I don't want to. It was in the Times, but I'm not going to repeat it. Um, she was romantically involved with him until she broke it off, according to a police report and interviews with coworkers. And then she, when she ended it, he approached her in a shelter where she worked and demanded they have sex. And when she refused, he slapped her in the face and, quote, said, nobody tells daddy no, unquote. And forced her to give him oral sex. She is currently. Yeah. She's currently pressing charges. But it was unclear whether the police. Ever investigated the incident. Now that all happened back in 2016. Um, Another employee in 2018. Accused Mr. Rivera of groping her. And whispering sexual comments to her. Both women. Separately complained to the state. Human rights agency. The Brooklyn Parent Housing Network paid them a total of $175,000 in settlements and prohibited them from speaking publicly about their allegations. So, typical Mm -hmm. bullshit. They had to sign an NDA and not talk about it, right? Um, And then a homeless woman goes and complains to the New York Department of Social Services, which oversees the shelter operators in the city. She was sexually harassed by Rivera in 2017. Um, The city referred her complaint back to the Bronx Bronx Parent Housing Network, which decided it was unfounded. And then a former employee sent a company-wide email in 2018 alluding to his abusive behavior and said he was quitting because he's a father and has a young daughter and he's devastated to know that she would be preyed upon by a predator that blah blah you know um a whistleblower told the city department of social services about his nepotism because his wife and his entire family basically run the whole thing Um, So the city placed them on special watch in 2017. But he just kept doing what he was doing and nothing actually happened. Um, Let's see what else. So there's a report about the woman... By call by the Times, uh, her name we call her Miss Sklar. Um, the Times calls her Miss Sklar. 
She was welcomed in 2012 to the shelter. Um, and he invited her to live in a building that he and his family owned because it was kinder and more safe. Mm-hmm. A few months into her stay um, at the that happened a few months after her stay. So now she's living in the new in his building in 2013. He began flirting with her, grabbing her by the waist, other gropes, and she tried to laugh it off because she's in a you know, she's in a position where a man of power over her life is fucking it up for her. Um so, in December of 2016, her microwave began smoking, and he came by to fix it. And once inside, excuse me, he asked to inspect the leaky ceiling in her bedroom, and then shoved her against a wall and groped her and uh, demanded oral sex, and said, "You'll you'll <laughs> do it if you like living here." Mm-hmm. Um, after he left, she saved all of her clothes, including a semen soiled shirt. And um, she told the police about the incident, but n- nothing really happened. Um, so that's why she decided to share her story with the Times this this year because she thought it would uh, help her. I'm oh, sorry, I saw Ashton in the background. <laughs> He's hey, going to the that, that's right. Cut it out. Cut it out. Cut that whole thing. Uh, <laughs> uh, because she needed she needed she wanted him to be accountable, but she's finally come to terms with what the fuck happened to her, and. Um, she's the one that decided it will help me purge these demons that I'm dealing with. Um, another story late in 2017, another woman tried to sound the alarm against him. She's feel she's fleeing a domestic violence situation, um, which left her and her kids homeless. Um, and then he, she approached the uh, Bronx parent housing network and he looked her up and down Asked if she was single and said she should try another guy, which she clearly understood that what what that meant. And, you know, uh, along with a myriad of other sexual advances, he could upgrade her room to one with a stove if she wanted to cook for her four children. She immediately filed a complaint with 311, which alerted Department of Social Services um, the department handed it back off to Bronx Parent Housing Network, where it ultimately reported the complaints back to Mr. Rivera. That's horrible. Yeah. Yeah, she said she was interested by staff members, but they were not interested in pushing too hard, according to her opinion. The internal investigation records concluded that her complaint was unfounded because of lack of evidence. Well, I mean, what type of evidence do they expect? I know. I know. Uh, A a spokesman for the Department of Social Services said the complaint, quote, was not appropriately escalated to agency leadership, unquote, and should have been independently investigated, which is total CYA move, right? Like, oh, we didn't. This wasn't handled properly. Well, yeah, clearly. The Times spoke to uh, three other women. They all described the same kind of encounters. Um, He made sexual overtures to all of them between 2016 and 2018. He continually harassed them. They continually brushed him off. And, And it's just... And because of the New York Times reporting, it's just coming to light now yeah I don't please go read the two articles Uh, one of them is actually 
one of them in the title is No One Says No to Daddy, which is it's just like it creeped me the fuck out when I read that. Um, you should also know that this happened under all of this happened under uh, Mayor de Blasio and his wife. And they keep sending millions of dollars. Like, I think there was upwards of $65 million in their tax returns in 2018. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, no one wants to take responsibility for this man's bad behavior and lack of oversight. No. And then while you were talking, um, I found this article from City and State that says that New York City actually has a history of pairing with questionable nonprofits, um, especially nonprofits that work with like vulnerable communities. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. That's we need like external watchdogs. You know, like we shouldn't. It shouldn't ever get so far that the New York Times has to do an expose. No, need to be fixed. I could, when I re- I was. I mean, that's just. Like, the articles are really long. That's just the nuggets that I could glean out for it to make sense to everybody. Mm-hmm. It's really fucked up and really dark. Um, the, the fact that he moved people into his own building, where, there, where the, you know, housing network, the Department of Social Services, they're not even covered under that if he's living if they're living in his own building. Yeah. <clears throat> well, so, I hope he gets what's coming to him. <laughs> I want him to show up on your Reddit thread. Instant karma. Mm. Well, his wife's not going to do it because she has all the money too. She's involved in all of this. Yeah. The thing is, though, is. One thing I want to say is we don't know what goes on behind their closed doors. She could also be a victim of domestic violence. Yeah. And abuse. So I'm not saying that she's culpable. I'm just saying that she's on the registry for the money, too. There's more that she knows. <laughs> yeah, she knows more than she knows more. Um. I just find it, like, particularly horrible that a shelter that has a lot of women who are trying, or people in general, who are trying to get out of a domestic violence situation who are, are then preyed upon. Yeah. Or they're homeless, and they're they're all vulnerable. Yeah. Desperately vulnerable. And this fucker comes around. It's like, you're going to give me a blowjob. And then you get an oven to feed your four kids. I know. That's crazy. I know. Yeah. <sighs> Which is why I was like, wait, I want to talk about this. That's a piece of shit. I'm going to repeat his name. Victor Victor Rivera of the Bronx Parent Housing Network that he started with his friends and his church 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like don't have anything to really follow up with after that. My last thing was going to be like, wow, people partying during COVID. But now I'm like, whatever, when there's stuff like this going on. That's why I only did two things, because this thing is so dense and so long. Um, Well, and it's like heart-wrenching. It's heart-wrenching. Well, um, we will have to come up with some... um, Lighter stuff for next week. Or we can li- talk about the impeachment. Yeah, the impeachment will be going. Like the actual impeachment will be going on today. Was just that weird debate about whether yeah. it's constitutional or not. Which I can't even believe we had to have four hour discussion about that. But there it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can do lighter things for sure. I will um, be lighting a retribution candle on behalf of all of these women tonight. And, um, yeah, that's all I got to say about that. Yeah. All right. Um, well, thank you for bringing that to our attention, though. It's really important for people to know. Yeah. I mean, I don't read the New York Times like I used to. So I want to, and I know a lot of people don't because they're just. just Paywall. 
paywall. It's also expensive newspaper. You know, it's not like a 75 cent New York Post. Yeah. As punny, fantastic as they are. Um, anyway. All right. Well, I'll talk to you next week. Later days. <laughs>